0: Maybe I just needed to change my my point of view. <laughs> you just need to turn that frown upside down, mister. It's like that, uh, oh, what's the song? I'm going to think of the song during the episode. It's going to be my theme song for the day. <laughs> I just need, to, it's, just need to adjust me. All right. Uh, I have had a trying day and it's somewhat late. So, uh, I'm going to ride your horse or... <laughs> I think it's that I'm going to ride you a horse. I think I screwed up the order of the words.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, GitHub universe was this week. Uh, we're going to go behind the scenes of GitHub universe. We're going to talk about what you announced. We're going to talk about what you wore. Uh, yeah,
1: who knew I was that popular
0: minimally these two topics. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will fill the other time with frivolity and, uh, tips and tricks. So, uh, give me, let, let's, let's focus on the behind the scenes. Cause you know what? That's what, that's what the people want. That's what the
1: people want. Uh,
0: let's get to what you announced. So you announced something interesting and you had an interesting role in it. Do tell.
1: Yeah. So glad to be back. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's right. You were not, <laughs> you, we had. How so, quickly I was replaced. <laughs> it,
0: it was a little uncomfortable to be honest. You know, like mm. I, I just, uh, just things I noted, um, on product hunt, which by the way, that's working nicely. Yeah. Um, that was our most popular episode. I don't know what that means exactly. Oh God. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to take away from this fact, but just thought I'd share.
1: We're going to start chasing the dream now, I guess.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So, so yeah, glad to have you back. Mike Cooter uh-huh. uh, Marsh, who I uh, intentionally mispronounced his name just for, you know, the sake of entertainment. <laughs> um, uh, he did a great job last time. Lots of fun, but you know, it's good to be back home with my horse. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, it must've been a hell of a day for you. <laughs> it, it,
0: honestly, it, it really was. So, uh, what did you announce and what role did
1: you play all right so um yeah so universe was i believe uh last week so to uh it was um thursday and friday github universe uh the we announced a couple things so um get large file storage uh went public uh so no more private shenanigans there uh we announced a partnership with yubico that's good news for a lot of people by the way that whole get large file yeah yeah it's legit it's Mm -hmm. pretty cool um we announced a partnership with yubico uh for universal two-factor which is a standard and something they're trying to put uh Uh oh your microphone just something happened what the hell is happening in my life
0: oh geez let me filibuster uh, so, Ubico—I don't know what that is. I'm going to learn more. Uh, um, Two-factor—I don't use. I probably should. This segment totally going to get cut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is happening?
0: <laughs> now it's, it, did it unplug? It sounded like it unplugged. Well, at least the good news is I'll have some more editing to work—editing work to do. <laughs> it's always appreciated. <laughs> Mm, love me some editing work.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, sorry. We are going to completely take this segment again. Okay. So, <laughs> like Wayne's World. Uh, you, you. In my mind, you just got back from GitHub Universe. In fact, I think you did not just get back. No. I, I, I think you went
1: like via Milwaukee. or some I such took thing. a sojourn in Milwaukee, so <laughs> you took a I, bad decision through Milwaukee on your no, way back. No, no, no I, I i did a good I did a good uh, uh, conference in Milwaukee and had some delicious fried cheese curds. I went up to a cool tap room. That, I'm going I'm gonna plead the fifth for you. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this isn't interesting to me
1: please continue tell, with something else
0: tell me about github universe and what you announced
1: yeah so github universe was legit uh, it was at pier 70 which I invite you to google because if you're looking for a place to hold a rave boy <laughs> do I have the place for you Oh, uh, what year was the last year that you attended a rave do you know no I don't friggin' know not recently
0: 1995 for me Oh, my God. I know. True story, too. 20 years ago, a rave, and it was in Boston. Whoa. Was, I lived in Albany, New York at the time, and uh, went with a carload of other hooligans. Uh, and don't remember much else about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a prereq, I think. Yeah, exactly. But anyhow, so Pier so 70 yeah. and so what was Pier 70,
1: next? pretty cool. Uh, we announced three things uh, at the keynote. Uh, we announced Git large file uh, storage. So now you can use GitHub and Git to host your large files without your repositories getting huge. And we announced that a little while ago for, in sort of preview, and now it's public and launched, and everybody can use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like a good-for-everyone, good, good world-is-better feature.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. It lets a lot of people who can't use Git for various and sundry reasons or, you know, don't want to uh, now can, which is pretty cool. Um, we announced a partnership with Yubico, who does uh, two-factor devices, um, and they sort of worked on this universal two-factor uh, which is a standard that a bunch of companies are getting behind, including Google. Um, so now, if Sean, if you've ever seen my computer, I have that little like light up, uh, sort of like metal nubbin point out of my USB port. Um, I believe they call them dongles i like nubbit better (laughs) just they're both bad i think yeah right so if i um and they make longer ones you keep on your keychain and whatever but like you just touch it and it it sends a two-factor key in and if you use chrome Mm -hmm. uh the browser natively knows that it's your two-factor and so like it just you press it the browser knows and you go move along um so it's a really cool kind of two-factor uh that is now universal so you should see showing up in more places um the universal bit
0: sounds very enterprisey. is that feels very enterprisey to me or every it, time
1: i say universal i actually make 50 cents now so <laughs> it sounds it um, universal tm all right <laughs> I mean, well that's good yeah news. It's, it's 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 cool i mean i only mentioned universal just because it's like There have been a lot of two-factor, you know, projects that have happened, and I think the only reason this one is particularly cool is because it's a physical hardware device backed by an open standard, so I'm hoping that it continues uh, and picks up, but Google's behind it, or not behind it, but Google implemented it, and so I do feel like there's some degree of, well, this is not going to go anywhere in the next five years, but we'll see. Well,
0: hey, since you're shilling, um, services that someone paid you to shill, why don't I do a sponsorship, um... (laughs) This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. You can get a free 10-day trial if you visit lynda.com slash ruby on rails. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for the people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. You can go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to visit lynda.com slash Ruby on Rails and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thanks to them for sponsoring. Continue.
1: Man. I feel like this is definitely gonna be in the top three of podcast episodes ever. <laughs> oh yeah? Cause of my cause of my speedy enthusiastic lynda.com read. It's <laughs> a so my project at GitHub Universe was the <laughs> GitHub Integrations Directory. Which
0: is uh, fun because I've seen like I see it in my day-to-day work on GitHub, so do tell
1: about it. Yeah, so basically like one thing that's always bugged me about GitHub is we have like these cool integrations, but unless you know about them, you know, via social advertisement You know, basically word of mouth, you know, mainly, uh, because even Googling for some of these things is hella hard. And so we basically wanted to start saying, all right, why don't we just help people use the tools that we think help make good software? And so. The, now we have github.com slash integrations and you can go and check out sort of a starter set of ci tools static code analysis tools deployment tools um agile issue board trackers uh you name it if it's sort of built on github uh it's there and there's more and more being added hey kyle can,
0: can we peek behind the curtain on this one please yeah sure how did this come to be so like how uh uh, there was one day where there was no integration directory, and then there was another day where uh, everyone's talking about maybe having one, and then eventually it's announced. But uh, let's go.
1: Let's rewind. How did it come to be? Sure. So I mean, so since I joined GitHub in 2013, uh, this idea has had a couple of starts and stops. Um, it uh kind of got started and you know we couldn't really find the right fit for it or it had uh you know a financial component and we weren't really sure how that should work and so uh basically i went to the summit uh uh you know which github does every uh oh you talked about every it. year yep episode 190 f- 194 <laughs> episode <laughs> 194 go check that out listen back uh-huh. uh And so, yeah, I mean, we we had a really good, uh, you know, Chris, the CEO, defunct, like, you know, went on stage and said, you know, let's make ecosystem a big part of what we do. You know, it already is. Let's just treat it that way now instead of letting it sort of be a consequence of our business. Let's just really look at that seriously. And so I said, well, hell, you know, that really sounds like we should be building an integrations directory. (laughs) So that's interesting. So that's exactly how, like,
0: uh strategy management in a biggish company is supposed to work so it actually worked like it friggin' worked. That's amazing. I like, know. Right. Good. I, that's good. I feel less cynical today. <laughs> I actually don't think that's true. I think I feel more cynical today, but this is has slightly ticked <laughs> me back in the right direction. So you what like not, listened God. to the CEO in yeah. a, you know, big company powwow and said, yep. you know what? I know how we can apply ourselves to fix a problem that aligns with one of his three tent poles, so to speak.
1: Yeah, literally, that's exactly what happened. So that's what really happened cool. was, is I, I he he did his little presentation. I wrote up an issue in the GitHub platform repository saying we should build an integrations directory now. I think was the title of it. Um, you even dog food it. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we, well, since we were all in person, the platform team, our product manager, um, sort of sat down and talked. And there was a couple of you know. Uh, concerns and issues but nothing major and we really just stuck to you know we're gonna do a minimum viable product here we're gonna make as long as it's helping people find um you know find integrations and the specific case when we built it was quite honestly let's help people find continuous integration products Mm -hmm. um you know as long as we met that goal then we could ship this for example code ship for example the fine (laughs) folks in boston
0: (laughs) (laughs) Code <laughs> well that's good okay so the idea is that now if you because i've seen this and i'm sure other people have too if you have a pull request mm-hmm. and you do not have a continuous integration uh, setup mm-hmm. for that repository then there's like a little banner ad effectively that says like hey notice you don't have anything here's a link that maybe you could learn more about
1: yeah i mean as long on every repository uh that you have that you can admin um, and the repository has no statuses. We kind of after merge, so you don't see it until you've already merged the PR. Uh, you see a little message that's like, hey, oh, okay, continuous integration would help you out here.
0: Uh, so was between your uh, let's see so Chris does his presentation, you write the issue that says, you know hey, I listen to you and we should do this mm-hmm. uh, was it was it pretty smooth sailing from here from there to here, or was you know was was it is it an interesting story or should we move on?
1: Um, I mean I think it was <laughs> that 's the bottom line i think it i mean I think it was pretty smooth sailing i mean the the only thing I can say that really kind of helped this out a bit was um I had come off some major project work and so i was kind of in a natural stopping point which was helpful um it was essentially me building it with the help of john rohan and then uh, fabian perez so sort of two designers um helped out and then you know every once in a while we'd be able to check in with our product manager but the important the, the reason i'm explaining this is that it was very much a like okay here's a really tight mvp now just like make it so Mm -hmm. and then as we got closer to launch um because the goal when we started like that issue when i put it in i said and we're gonna ship this at github universe period full stop and a lot of the discussion was around that like do we really need to tie this to you know shipping it at universe do we really need to have a a hard date and i just said yes (laughs) now in hindsight do you think that that do you think that that was true did we, did we need to? Yeah, uh, I mean, and, you know,
0: air quotes need, but did you need to?
1: I think that it was a very valuable tool to get this thing out that had a couple of starts and stops at the company. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, let's not waste an opportunity where we're going to have all these people who both integrate and use GitHub in a single place to say, hey, you know, we want to make your lives easier, better. You know, um, and it felt like from a product or from like a project management standpoint, having that hard date, whether it was necessary or not, it really helped get it out the door. You know, every time something came up where we weren't entirely sure, oh man, should we add this type of thing or should it do that? It was like, no, you know? So so now that you,
0: now that you have released it, is there any feature that you kind of stressed about putting in where in hindsight you're like, you know what? I wonder if I didn't need to do that, or the reverse—something that you kind of wish you had done that you didn't do—that now you're you're kind of kicking yourself about.
1: Um,
0: or was it completely perfect due to your foresight?
1: Oh man, I swear to God, if my manager is listening, it was <laughs> perfect. Um, <laughs> really, so.
0: really, my my biggest weakness
1: I found is just I care too much. I care too much. I, I work, work and too I work hard. too hard. <laughs>
0: no come on Um, be real (laughs) no my
1: my real problem was that when we because we did do the mvp idea i had a an architectural requirement behind the scenes where i said that every listing should have an oauth application attached to it um and an oauth application is just the way that an integration says you know this is who I am. I want access to these people's, you know, repositories or whatever. That's just an OAuth application. Well, I and saw so- that Adam is in the integration directory, and that doesn't have an OAuth application, right? And it like does because it needs to right now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and so it's not a it's not something that would be hard to sort of back out. But that that was an architectural consequence of saying the minimum viable product is helping people find CI providers, and then as we got further along, faster than we thought, we. Said, "All right, let's expand this to be a much more full featured first ship, uh, just in terms of um, integrations we would like to add in. Uh, but, but sh- now structurally, I'm kind of going, okay. Now I have to figure out, you know, what does what should this relationship look like when we have 500 integrators, you know, mm-hmm. that are some are desktop apps, some are web apps, some use OAuth, some don't, um, kind of so on and so forth. And do so. people use it? Yeah, yeah." Yeah, it's been pretty crazy because now we can, you know, a lot of this, which was different than most of my platform work is, you know, front endy, <laughs> like like tracking when people click on things, which is really unique compared to just tracking when someone makes an API request. Mm-hmm. And so we have a ton of analytics sort of set up around, you know, are people learning about integrations and then installing them? Or are they just learning about them from our site and going to the third party to install them? Kind of so on and so forth. Um, but it's, it, yeah, but so far so good. I mean, it's only been out for, um, sort of a, almost a week, a little more than a week now. Uh, but so far so good. Uh, the cool thing has been all the integrators that want to get added in, which was kind <laughs> oh, of obvious, but I'm sure, <laughs> uh, but it's been neat to just see like the <laughs> influx of really good integrations, you know, like integrations that we'd want to add desperately. And so, uh, we're going to be adding those in over the next, you know, week or two, three. Uh, but it's been, it's been pretty cool to sort of see them and then, See, you know what I'm really interested in about this is really the long term because, like, the short term is is good. You know, if we can get people to add continuous integration just as one metric, that's I think that's a really good thing to do. Both from a software development standpoint and as GitHub the company, you know, growing growing that that business, having people add CI is a good is a good thing. Um, But what I'm curious to see is what integrations people will build as the integration directory evolves. Because I want to see new types of integrations Mm -hmm. that fit well within the story that we're trying to tell in the directory, you know, which right now is just build, collaborate, and deploy. You know, if you fit into one of those verticals, then, you know, you're good to go. Uh, But I'm kind of curious to see, you know, oh, man, if I can get this sort of quote-unquote free publicity, you know, via the integrations directory, maybe I should build that, you know, dot, dot, dot. Um, And so I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see sort of what comes of that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I've got to think that there are a bunch of hard calls to make about that. Like so recruiting is one that certainly yep. would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, oh man, that would there, there would be interesting internal debates about if that's a good idea or not. Yeah. You know, cuz mm-hmm. like great for the recruiter, maybe not so good for the employer.
1: <laughs> just, yeah.
0: just saying the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, well, let me tell you about our second sponsor, Coach which you know, apropos the integration directory in,
1: in the integrations directory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, it, if ever there was an organization that would not miss an opportunity for some, you know, exposure like the integrations directory, I think CodeShip is the one. So let me tell you about it. CoachIp's a hosted continuous delivery service focusing on speed, security, and customizability. You can set up continuous integration in a matter of seconds and automatically deploy when your tests have passed. CodeShip supports your GitHub and Bitbucket projects, and you can get started with their free plan today. They just launched organizations. You can create teams, set permissions for specific team members, and improve collaboration in your continuous delivery workflow. Maintain centralized control over your organization's projects and teams with CodeShip's new organizations plan. If you visit CodeShip.com slash 5x5Ruby, you'll save 20% off any premium plan for the next three months by using the code 5x5Ruby. Now you can also learn more about, about them on the GitHub integrations directory. Kyle, where
1: is that? www. github. integrations <laughs> Well, that's that's simple. <laughs> All right. Well, add a
0: boy, add a boy on your new feature, Kyle. Yeah.
1: So I'm excited because it's finally out. And so now it means I can talk about it. That's the main thing.
0: Yeah. And this is a fun one because I mean GitHub's sort of a big ish company, but uh, there weren't too many people that worked on this, right?
1: No, no. I mean, day to day. It was basically three three people uh, at, at at its peak. So you get eighty percent of the credit, but who gets the other twenty? <laughs> no, no, I'm no. just kidding. No, it's a team effort. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, the, contributed. the three people who who worked on this directly uh, was myself, uh, John Rohan, um, who's a, a front end engineer, and um, Fabian uh, Prez, who is a uh, product designer at GitHub. And then uh, shout out to my. Uh, Platform homies who were able to kind of hold down the, the business work that really needed to happen so I could go off and do uh, the work on this. That 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 really helped because otherwise um, some much probably harder decisions would have needed to be made about priorities. So this was, uh, made it a little bit easier for them to say, yep, go do that. That sounds important. Uh, yeah,
0: good. Well, it's good to hear that you're not as needed as we all thought you were. On the right yeah, no.
1: I think actually now that I shipped this and I did that Milwaukee thing, I might be done. Like <laughs> exactly. I think – I think I just get a check in the mail, and then I'm going to play with my cat or you're something. Just gonna knock,
0: you're just not going to check the work email till
1: Tuesday. Just, you know. I mean, it, tomorrow is Columbus Day. Is, yeah. so.
0: keep, the, keep the good news rolling on the uh, on the very suspect holiday. Okay. Um, let's talk about the rest of GitHub Universe. Anything that's yeah. interesting that was announced?
1: Um that was announced. I mean, I, that was the majority of it. One of the things that GitHub is doing is, is uh, we're partnering up with um, Connect Home. Have you heard about this at all? No. Uh, so it's a government initiative. Um, the Federal Housing uh, Authority, HUD. <laughs> Sounded out. Uh-huh. FUD is what I wanted to say, but I guess it's just housing and urban development. But long, super long story short, what it is is that there's a pilot program where um if you live in public housing, they want to give you internet for free or for some very minimal cost or something like that. Um and so they kind of announced our involvement uh, in that at the conference, to separate from the uh, major keynote. And it's a very uh, cool, kind of interesting project. Where um, I guess the logistics are that you get sort of like a MiFi um, device, like a you know a hotspot device that you can connect to. Um, you get you know so much data for some very tiny amount of money. Um, but anyway, it's a, it was a cool project. So GitHub is. Uh, sending hubbers giving cash and um helping people who are interested sort of get up and running with software development uh through that program too so they announced that too you can google connect home uh to learn more about that project but there's uh there's one in uh meriden connecticut which i'm kind of excited about uh and so i'm going to be involved in that side of things but there's uh pilots all over the uh, united states so cool that reminds me do you know that you can check out a mobile hotspot
0: from the new york public library i did not know that isn't that great that is great it's the sort of thing that seems so obvious when you hear it you're like right because like that just allows you to check out like the entire library of the universe right. uh and sort of the mission of the library it seems like one of those obvious things that of course we should do yeah no totally that's very interesting yeah yeah. I don't know how it's spread. I, I assume that there are some decent number of other places that do the same thing, but I'm positive that New York does it. And I think that it's been very um, popular as you can imagine. Yeah, totally. And a huge deal for, for young people that, that are in that, that are living in poverty and, you know, have, have challenges with their connectivity in their home or wherever safe place they can work. So yeah. Two thumbs up.
1: Yeah, no, that was awesome. They announced that. Um... Oh, and then you gave a presentation. And then I gave a freaking talk. Um, I watched some of it. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to pay you now? You sounded like it was a painful experience. No,
0: right? no, it was not.
1: <laughs>
0: Although, so true story, I uh, put it up on my television. Oh, um, boy. I decided that I would uh, put it on the TV and watch the babies while uh, my wife uh, didn't do whatever. You know, went for a walk or got five minutes to sleep for once or whatever, and uh, so I put it up, and and then the girl started to cry, and I, I don't know what the relationship between these two actions are, but <laughs>
1: seems pretty accurate, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it
0: it was good. You were uh, you were quite straight on this presentation. I don't know why. I expect like it's not like I would think that you'd get up and yuck it up or something. It just doesn't. But but, um, but you did not.
1: No, I did not. It didn't feel right for some reason.
0: Like uh, in, in- why?
1: I don't know. So to be perfectly clear, there's no undertext of like someone said, like, get up there and do your presentation clown and like get off and don't yuck it up or something. <laughs> I mean, you were very professional. And, and for yeah. background,
0: it was about, I'm sure you can see it online, it was about like getting started with the GitHub yeah. API. And you were like, you know, completely, you know, towing the company hoodie. It was really well done, but not, not jokey at all.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. For some reason, it just felt like, given it was our event and everything, like, it just, I don't know. I I totally made a conscious decision just to kind of, like, be like, here are the facts, and I'll, like, make a tiny crack every once in a while. But but very, very much not uh, my sort of normal shtick, I guess. Um.
0: Teresa claims that your voice sounds different when presenting over the TV than when it does otherwise
1: oh that's totally true
0: she walked in the room she's like who's this clown i said that's not nice that's kyle and uh he's a good friend of ours and you really should be kinder she didn't really say that part but she said
1: it doesn't sound like kyle it looks like kyle jamie Jamie
0: go my wife
1: goes um hey you should breathe more when you talk (laughs) (laughs) And i was like some damn fine advice (laughs) there's a a
0: significant amount of chatter about your uh, speaking style apparently
1: Wow. Yeah. No, definitely. I got quite the critique when I got off stage. <laughs> tell you what. That's funny. Well, uh, how many people were in the audience? So that I'm not sure about, but it was a lot more than I was kind of prepared for. You sound um, like a rock star. I don't know, man, with like the bright lights of the of the arena. <laughs> you know, frankly, no.
0: that just helps me focus on me so I can deliver <laughs> the most authentic performance to the audience.
1: Hey, yeah, I'm a method talker. now. <laughs> <Sounds> uh, <it. laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I would probably guess like 200 to 250 maybe 300 uh that's a lot but yeah like it, it was pretty full and then like w- what started to get distracting and i think kind of like made me stick to the boring just facts only was like there people were afraid to come and sit down like after it started so they were just kind of like if you've ever been to church on christmas eve and you know how like everyone just stands on the sides like oh geez well i'm here i mean i'm here uh you know that sort of was what happened for most of the talk and so um it went, I mean, it went really well. It was, uh, it was much, it was much more well attended than I anticipated for, um, a sort of, uh, entry level survey course type talk, you know? Um,
0: well, very meat and potatoes. And the thing I liked about it is that the number of people that I think that would be at GitHub universe that would want a basic meat and potatoes, what's up with the API would be pretty high because like, yeah. it, it never ceases to amaze me how, uh, uh uncommon that sort of knowledge is amongst the attendees at an event like that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah yeah good you you delivered what they they needed
1: yeah no it went well um yeah uh, a couple of the people that uh were that used my coupon code from the podcast came up to me and introduced themselves after the talk which was nice that's fun yeah it was actually really cool to meet to meet people who were you know there because of the podcast so Shout out uh, to, <laughs> to the, the folks that came up and said hello, um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was a really cool conference. I mean, just sort of on the on the you know the face of it, like taking taking my GitHub employment uh, out of it. I mean, like this, it was a really cool venue. Um, it sort of got right into it. Uh, right away, you know uh, the the talks were super varied, from highly technical to sort of highly social, you know, highly community to highly enterprise. It was very cool. Um, the food was awesome. Yeah, uh, there were no you know boxed sandwich chips and apple lunches. You know, uh, so Sidexho was on their game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is San Francisco. Shop. <laughs> this was like I don't know some hipster catering company but it was pretty legit so yeah well, um hopefully there will be more uh, and i'd love to have people come to them because it's pretty cool and so talks for god's sakes for next time one last question about github universe did you attend many or any of the big
0: presentations
1: um i attended the keynotes so there were there were like four of them technically one each morning and one each late afternoon you know the keynote. So when you said that, it reminds me of the difference between when I was a kid and
0: the, uh, people use the the word best friend or phrase best friend, and yeah. how they use it now. When I was yeah. a kid, it was singular. Best friend <laughs> was a singular idea. Like, who is your best friend? And it's like, oh man, I don't know. Is it Mike or is it Griffin? Or is it Tom? Now, who's your best friend? And they list off half the yearbook. Keynote seems to have gone through the same metamorphosis. <laughs> When I was a kid, there was a keynote. It was <laughs> weren't multiple. Now it's you know well one of the keynotes. <laughs> Man,
1: you gotta you gotta up your pumpkin spice latte quotient or something. F- fall is hitting you pretty hard over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that, you've not so had there, the same so, observation. So i pull, I pulled up the schedule to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn. And so there was, so there were two technically keynotes, one per day. So you're still correct about the duplicity of it, but I think, the other one two ones per day I, seems reasonable. Or one, one per one, day. Rather. One per day. Yeah. The other the other talks just happened to be in the main area, so they were considered featured, I guess. But it was pretty legit because like NASA was there. Um, the outgoing uh, CTO of Etsy uh, spoke. Um, which I kind of loved, just because, like, it, I forgot, I, for, I for, oh, man, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, Kellen. Um, he he's been writing some blog posts recently that are very much like, like, well, fuck it, I already quit. Like, here's here here you go. Here's this information that you need, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which I kind of really really liked. Uh, was that yeah. your favorite? Which one was your favorite of the? So unfortunately, I have to go with, um, and I'll explain why the. Um, uh michael johnson from pixar uh he gave a talk about making movies is harder than it looks and it was like about the technology that he he works on the tools for the pixar like animators and stuff and i only say unfortunately because i guess because of some agreement or something they weren't able to live stream or like record the talk um because i think it had a bunch of you know quote-unquote proprietary ish stuff in it or something i don't know
0: so you're telling me that your favorite talk is the one that we can't watch
1: Yeah, the one that you're sure that you can't prove me wrong about. (laughs) That is great. Um, I like the idea,
0: the premise of his talk is funny because I don't know any, I I can't imagine the person that would watch a Pixar movie and be like, that looks totally easy. (laughs) What's the, what's all the hubbub? about these
1: yeah yeah i mean it was cool like because at the end of the day like if you just treat it like software you know like building a web app you know in a way there were so many interesting parallels about the process that you could totally steal um and and then there was just like the technology behind it which is absolutely you know crazy and everyone has like four phds there and blah 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 but um but yeah i mean if you're just sort of taking the process of building software um it's 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 pretty cool reminds me i saw the
0: movie big hero six yesterday Oh yeah, you ever seen that? I have not. Oh, so good. Yeah, not now. It's not Pixar, but it's John Lasseter, and it's Disney. So it's like the first Disney semi Pixarish movie built by or made by part of the team, mm-hmm. um, okay. but but outside of Pixar. Boy, is it pretty good. Hmm. Really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. It's about like a you know prodigy kid that. Uh, has a bad attitude and overcomes that to discover his inner purpose through tragedy and triumph. Whoa. I know. I didn't even realize totally winged that. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the talks went well.
0: Uh, well, good. Uh, so yeah. I, I am happy that you announced your feature. I know from chit chatting with you yeah. off, uh, Off the recording that that's been a big focus of yours, and uh it looks really nice, it's super snappy, and if ever there was a feature where it both it it felt like an MVP in the good way, so it feels complete, but it also feels like
1: tip-owed iceberg to me. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Like we definitely wanted it to feel like it wasn't uh, you know, I don't know. Just just like text on a page. You know, there is some component to it that's pretty interesting and you can kind of poke around and see the different categories and whatnot but this is not the end of this by any means yeah you can kind of see what's coming a little bit yep. um mm-hmm. and i think that's that's uh
0: that's exciting and it's got a boy it's got to really get the the uh, integration partners going but
1: mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait to see how that unfolds i suppose yeah, yeah. gotta scale this thing now <laughs> god <laughs> I'm gonna put some Cassandra behind it. I think mm, that'll solve it. All right. Do we have any database uh, sponsors? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I can tell you about Braintree
0: for all the oh, for man. all the cash money that's going to be collected eventually. Boom <laughs> boom. Because of the integrations directory. Uh, this episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is also brought to you by Braintree. Uh, it's uh, Braintree is an easy way to accept multiple payment types with one integration. Quick, knowledgeable developer support if you have any questions. You can start accepting Apple Pay, PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, that's credit cards, and whatever's next, all with a single integration. With the Braintree V.0 SDK, uh, one small snippet of code, and you're set up in less than 10 minutes. You can learn more, uh, and you'll get your first $50,000 uh, in transactions fee-free. That's $50,000 in transactions fee-free. If you go to BraintreePayments.com slash rails podcast. A couple more details you may be interested in. They, uh, they have uh, great developer support, as I said, but that means that if you're having trouble, uh, with your integration, it should only take minutes or hours. According to uh, what I've read, I have not done this yet, but if you're having trouble, you can give them a shout and they'll either handle the integration for you or help walk you through it. Really whatever you need to get from here to there. They've got support for Android, iOS, and JavaScript clients, and SDKs in seven languages, including .NET, Node, Java, Perl, PHP, Python, and Ruby. They've got elegant code with clear documentation, and 10 lines of in-app code is all you need to get going. So thanks to Braintree. Again, braintreepayments.com slash railspodcast for sponsoring. Seventh-inning stretch. It's the first time we've ever done a Braintree spot and somehow not decided that they were the seventh-inning stretch sponsor yeah mvp sponsor <laughs> that's right okay i think we're done with github universe it's good to hear about it i know it was a big focus i'm glad it went well uh i wish that i saw the uh the <laughs> <laughs> the, the it was so good <laughs> <laughs> oh you're great it's great to hear um so let's transition i gotta uh i'm gonna throw it to you you pick our last topic and then we'll uh we'll bring it home
1: oh boy okay now now it seems like there's a fair amount of pressure <laughs> oh i've
0: been i've been live streaming that project we can do that if you want that's sort of half entertaining
1: yeah that's been really interesting to me so sean here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna kind of talk around you for a second sean here has been like uh you know live streaming uh, coding what seems to be a non-for-profit app type project yeah um,
0: charity auction
1: charity auction
0: like as in like you know you've got an organization like a church or a school or something like that sure and you do a charity auction as you know so people donate services or goods and then people bid on them and you raise money that way that's the that's the backstory
1: yeah and so i'm i'm kind of curious like you know uh, and so i found this because i follow sean on twitter and i'm like oh look uh, there's sean talking about coding something right right this exact moment and so i click in and like it was uh if you've ever done like user experience videos where you're like talk through what's happening in your head as you click through my website it was basically like that but going through code and so at the time i clicked in when you were trying to go from a document a paper document that described you know who I am, what I want to donate, why and how, uh, and saying, you know, these are the models I will be using and watching you sort of change your mind as you read through it and going down. It it was actually pretty neat. Uh, you know, just it's sort of an interesting opportunity because I had, so, so
0: I'll tell the, the behind the scenes on this a little bit. So I did that, um, that training seminar that I think everyone had a really good time with and I botched the videos on the second two days which was very upsetting to me, <laughs> honestly. So I didn't have the videos in good shape after day one. And I, I had told some people that, you know what, I'll re-record the content. Uh, not exactly the same content, but the same uh, type of material and post it. And I, kind of, I had that on my to-do list. And then it sort of went from like I was disappointed in myself <laughs> to then saw it as like an opportunity to maybe take the fact I've done it once and, and, you know, do it in a way that kind of captured the learnings that I took away from that event. And then I, and then I was kind of happy about it actually. And then I, so I'm, I help out with this organization, raising money for this organization. And they, they had this need for charity auction software. And I had volunteered to just uh, pay for it, you know, like buy off the shelf software for them. Um, and then I had this problem about needing to record videos. And you said, I, I said, you know, I know I'm, I need to do this anyways. And, uh, it kind of would be nice if there was an open source solution for what they need. Right. Cause then, uh, other people wouldn't have to pay. Cause it's, it's frustrating to me that it costs 500 to a thousand dollars to pay for the software for a charity to run an auction when, you know, I knew I could build a basic version of what they needed for not that much money, um, or for no money. So that's the back, that's how it came to be. But then the, the fun part is what you said, which is I got an email that was like very articulate and sort of well structured and like kind of like, a slightly better than I'd usually expect version of requirements, but it was still very real world. Like it was not written by someone technical and it sort of included what was necessary and it didn't totally, and it included these like artifacts from the, from the past. And I thought, you know, I just never have, I I, I don't think I've ever once seen a video where someone was taking that real of a situation because I literally took the emails and blacked out the names and used it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's nice to hear, frankly, that it seemed interesting because it seemed like an interesting situation to use to me.
1: Yeah, no, it was super interesting. And honestly, like, yeah, I love watching that stuff. You know, I I think that I think that at some point uh, with 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 this with your particular project, but I think it just in general with these types of things is that it's such a volume of content that it's difficult to like both allow it to be natural, you know, like watching the process happen, but also not take, you know, like real time, you know, to, to, to see, to see where you went from zero to a hundred, you know? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I love these things from back when, uh, what Jeffrey uh, Grossenbach did the play by plays with random people, like solve this simple problem. Right. Uh like those were though I love those. So
0: Yeah, I did too. And I think that you know my goal with this is that I don't know how many hours it will be in the end, but I bet boy. Whatever number I say I'm gonna be under by some wack wacky number. But forty hours maybe total? Yeah. I think I'm four and a half in now. I think ten Maybe it'll be under that, but let's say 40 hours. And my goal is that 100% of the work that I ever do on it, I record live. Oh, wow. Which is kind of interesting because you get into some like mundane parts, right? Like you're guaranteed to have a bunch of things where like stub your toe. Like I built one model. I'm going to rip out in the beginning of the next one. And just like, not cause I think it's not needed, but I think I went to it too quick and I think I, I didn't know enough to design it. And I'm just, I think it, like, that's the sort of thing I would really do in an app, which is like, nah, 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 I need to erase that just so I like get rid of any design decisions <laughs> before they like right. crystallize into the app. Right. Right. And I think it's fun to record that sort of thing because I think it, it gives permission to people that haven't ever worked on teams or have worked, um, maybe who knows, maybe they have, and they wonder if that's like a normal way to do things. It just sort of shows the whole process. Uh, yeah. It's a, little, I, it's a little weird to do, also. In, in what specific way, I it's guess? It's a lot of talking to yourself. I don't really yeah. talk to myself much, I don't yeah. think. Well, I mean, uh, I, I didn't used to talk to myself much. It's probably a more accurate <laughs> way to say it. Um, and I'm going to include all the things like, uh, um, like setting up CodeShip, as an example. We talked about that okay. before. Yep. So I'll include that. Uh, I've been including how I use GitHub, which people seem to find interesting. Not that I use it in any sort of wildly interesting way, but, uh, you know, what I do, I'm including, uh, our final sponsor, which is AppSignal, which we'll talk about a bit later. I'm going to include them because I really like app, app Signal, and they're part of my sort of normal flow. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to set them up for this, this one app, um, you know, for the real version of the app. So I might as well show how to do it. Um, and they're pretty popular, like surprisingly popular so far.
1: Hmm
0: which is good. It it does not take too much encouragement for me to keep going. Some kind of like, I kind of already committed to doing it, but it's nice when people um, get something out of it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm excited to kind of poke my nose in and, and watch because even, you know, even while you were doing stuff uh, with that, with the one, you know, let's make models out of this there. It was interesting because some, some choices you made, I wouldn't have made. And then you know as time went on they made more sense and sort of vice versa where i was like no 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 you know you i would never have done it that way you know <laughs> that kind of stuff uh, and so uh, you know it's it's very cool cuz in a way like just watching it is enough to spark that thought process without necessarily having to actually have a conversation about it you know like there's no like i, I never i didn't feel any i didn't feel strongly enough to be like hey barely known like great Deak. great great choice with your date <laughs> Your date models <laughs> you know. It would crack me up if that happened enjoy, well, enjoy your ranges one of uh, yeah,
0: right, so uh well in for, for in my defense on that one, I said, hey, this probably should be like you know, I often would extract it, but one of my one of my sort of uh points of view about writing apps is that like don't be so precious, like Anna, <laughs> like it's okay, like I'll make a choice, and even if I You know, maybe I know, because I've written a ton of apps, say, that use dates again and again and again, and you kind of know what pitfalls there are, and you also know that you can kind of over-engineer some of the bits, and it's not that big of a deal to change. Once the API solidifies, it's a big deal, Um, and, like, I really stress about that. The public, you know, JSON API API, um, because, you know, I I don't change those once they're around, but... um, or at least on a given version, I don't change it. But I think it's important for people that are watching other people code to see that, like, it's just not, you know, it's not that precious.
1: Right. Yeah, no, totally.
0: Uh, are you that way with code? Or do you kind of sweat
1: every line? Um, no, I don't. And I think to a point that it's almost a flaw, though. You know? Like, I'm very much in the, like, we'll we'll fix it in post. You know, <laughs> we're going to edit the shit out of this in a year. So why bother really like diving in? And so as long as, you know, uh, I don't know. I might be overstating slightly.
0: but I I've try been, to do a good job. I just don't sweat. I just don't stress
1: about it. Yeah, like, you yeah, know? <clears> yeah. Like I'm not like crapping code out, but I definitely am not sitting there like... Oh geez, it could be this, it could be that. Oh, if we do this now, I'm gonna have to spend so much time fixing it later because what if they want to do a, you know, in perpetuity donation option, you know, whatever. Um yeah, that's not that's not the case for me. Yeah. Yeah, one example of that is I kind of stupidly had written that
0: an attribute would be in the units dollars, which is stupid. And of course I would not build an app that had The units in dollars, especially if it's like open, like maybe, maybe if it was a situation where I was positive, it was going to be used by a single organization that was, you know, US, some sort of local US based thing that whatever, maybe I would do it that way. But obviously some sort of open source thing that'd be just as or sort of more likely to be used outside the US than in the US doing in dollars is completely stupid. And naming it that way is completely stupid. But I thought it was fun to, like, even just sort of go through the, oh, that's dumb. Why did I write it that way? And then finish it. And then next episode in the beginning, I'm going to change that out and sort of show how I would do it. But eh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But it's, uh, it's sort of fun. And it's also interesting to see sort of the trade off between, um, on the negative side, it takes a lot longer to program while you're t- talking the entire time, <laughs> uh, like a lot yep, longer because sure. it's like, you know, walking and chewing gum. And God knows it takes me a long time to do that. Uh, so that's the negative side. The positive side is it's like the zero distraction zone. There's no text messaging. There's no uh, tweet botting. There's no, you know, whatever. It yeah. is all programming and talking. So anyways, there we are.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll finish it. And then it'll be quite revealing when I skip over to Ember and my skills like drop dramatically. (laughs) JavaScript. He's
1: a phony. Exactly. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, I, I represent this one, I think accurately. Uh, but you know, fine in Ember as long as I'm basically inside the lines. You know, whereas Rails, I could get in the, you know, out in the woods and feel pretty okay about it. Uh, Ember, not so much. JavaScript, not so much too. So that'll be funny because uh, you'll see me sort of snap to a very conservative right down the middle approach immediately. Which I suppose is similar to how I program in, in Ruby too, actually, but it's, it's uh, not a necessity in the one case and less so in the other. <laughs> uh, all right, let me read our last sponsorship. i didn't mentioned it before, uh, AppSignal, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. So AppSignal joined us last week for the first time, uh, and I was really happy about it because it's a tool that I use uh, every day. I have for... I don't know. I don't know how long. This year I started to use AppSignal, but I, I'm thrilled with the choice. So AppSignal is a monitoring tool for Ruby applications. And unlike other tools, they provide both performance and exception slash error monitoring. So they provide the, the sort of features of New Relic, um, or, you know, the same purpose, at least as a new relic, which most people would be familiar with plus on the, uh, error monitoring or exception handling something like air which, which people used to use quite a bit. So those are the, you know, those are two tools that I used in the past and I use app signal now in place of each of them. And then some other options that I tried besides that. And I love it. I think it's uh, well-crafted. It's super clean. It's, uh, lets you get right to the information you're looking for without, you know, learning their lingo or, or, looking at the manual or talking to a salesperson or anything, uh, their pricing models, not based on any odd metric. Uh, it's not based on, uh, negotiating with a salesperson. They've got good support, um, they're in the Netherlands, which is, uh, uh interesting. Um, uh, they send waffles to everyone that starts pushing data. So Whoa.
1: You, I know. Okay. That's important information to okay. share. Yeah, I had to get it's Hold highlighted on. in red in my document here. AppSignal.com. Stroop <laughs> they they send a pack
0: of waffles. Now waffles are like those mm, kind of waffly cracker crisps. Oh man.
1: I oh man. Yeah, yeah. They look good with a cup of coffee, that kind of thing, or with some drizzle. At (laughs) any time. Put some barbecue sauce on that thing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Um, Anyhow, so you can try out AppSignal without talking to a sales guy or fear of getting followed up with by a sales guy, and their pricing is super reasonable for a feature set that I think is outstanding. Sort of right down the middle, it does exactly what you'd want uh, performance monitoring and exception and error trapping tool to do. Um without a lot of frivolity and without a lot of uh extra stuff and with very, very little pretense, like none. So the pricing starts at nineteen bucks a month for monthly plans. You can get ten percent off in a free trial of AppSignal for thirty days. You don't have to enter a credit card to get that. If you go to appsignal.com slash five by five. So go there, get your performance and error monitoring, uh, and get yourself some stroop waffles. Thanks to AppSignal for sponsoring. Okay. So I want to preview. Let's wrap up by previewing our next topic. Oh, our next two topics, actually. Oh, boy. So here's one that I want to talk about, but I we have not talked about it. I don't think off, off the air, and I want to get your brain thinking about it. I want to talk about money and open source. I see it talked about constantly online. And by money and open source, I mean, like some people call it sustainable open source. Or, yeah, supporting open source or, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Uh, I am fascinated by the topic a lot, fascinated actually, and it's something we've never talked about and I want to dedicate a show to it. Okay. Uh, Do you think this is a good idea? Is it it a topic you're interested in?
1: Um, uh, yes. I'd be curious to hear your take. I feel like we might have one of those, you know have a beer afterwards conversations. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> or we're going to be like, yes, yes, we agree. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So here's what uh, I, I would like to predict your point of view. You can do so for mine and then we will reveal on the show. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking right now. <laughs> uh, okay. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you should definitely go first. <laughs> Okay, I think that you are going to net to thinking that this is a problem that needs to be solved. Okay. And what, uh, be more specific that, uh, uh, companies depending on and benefiting from open source software is an unsustainable model where something has to give and that the balance of value needs to be righted for the long-term betterment of the people involved so I, I think
1: you're gonna say wow i w- you should say all the things i'm gonna say because you sound way smarter than the things i think i think <laughs> 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 oh wow uh yeah so i don't know i i thought that you were i thought I think you will say something along the lines of um yeah good uh a horse apiece uh let's i don't know i don't think that you have any problem with getting money into open source okay. surprised if you did i'm gonna reveal then all right it's totally wrong <laughs> tune in next week when sean and kyle go tet a tet was i close
0: to right on yours
1: uh yeah, kind of yeah i don't know I, I i think much less about the organization and i just i see no problem with charging for open source I, I, it changes the contract a bit but i think open source contract can be sometimes gross just in general so add some money into it and i think it just highlights how gross open source can be uh sometimes so yeah 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 so that's definitely not my point of view yeah see see what i'm saying i told you i'm gonna have to buy some beer for afterwards <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm relatively hardline on this, I think. Oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean like hard like I think like my position is like hardline in in like oh here we go. So I I might as well mention a re- another lightning rod cuz I think this one is too. Like kind of like I'm hardline against the death penalty. Like, okay. in some ways, there's not much nuance to my point just of view. Just
1: really going for it. Today. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> what I mean
0: is that, like, in some, like, there's not much, like, I can explain at length and I think articulately, and I thought about it for hundreds of hours why I'm against the death penalty. Okay. But, like, in the end, I can just state, I think it's categorically wrong, right? you know, without exception. Yep. Now, it took me a while to get there. I think that my point of view about money and open source is sort of the same. Okay. Where in the end, my point of view is relatively black and white, but I don't think, it, I don't think getting there was quite as simple as the end point of view.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go see my therapist so I can work down this anxiety and then we'll record <laughs> next week. Nah,
0: no, no, no. Cause I, the secret to, to, I think, well, we're going to test this, but I think, uh, <laughs> We ne- we don't seem to get any vitriol uh, as feedback on the
1: show because we never say bad things about other people. So yeah, here's here's a bat here's a bat, Shauna. There's a bee's nest over there. Just Whack. go smack smack that thing. Whack. Oh man. Yeah. I need a chai tea latte or something. Is <laughs> that a relax one or keep one up? You know, it depends. <laughs> I think you're revealing like your strategic
0: <laughs> prowess. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this is a good time. It, I've missed you, and it's good to have you back. Uh, I am back. I am
1: back. We it's, are up the road from each other. Haven't hung out in a while. We need to fix this. I know. I know. I've been traveling too much. I've got ample pumpkins now. Uh, all oh, the that's pumpkins, fun. All the apples. We're running out of things to collect until, <laughs> trees, until you collect trees. Right. Uh, so, yes. All
0: right. Sounds good. Well, if anyone wants to connect with me on Twitter... Uh, and, and preempt my uh, incorrect uh, point of view about money and open source. Uh, feel free. Although I'd ask you to wait till you hear my point of view, because then maybe you'd think it's a bit better. Uh, also, Stroopwafels. I, I have not tried any yet, but I believe that some are in the mail. So I'm looking forward to report oh, back on their oh, Sean, on their Sean, tastiness Sean. and quality. When
1: uh, You know, I think I have had one, but never in the U.S. I think I've had one in Amsterdam before. Oh, boy. If anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, I'm Kay Daigle, You can congratulate me for routing Sean next week. Oh, man. Preemptively. Uh-oh. You know what? Actually, if you want, you could just send me money to prove my point <laughs> about how money in open source isn't bad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you were not that convincing that was no, not. <laughs> no i'm gonna do a kickstarter so that by the time we do next week i'll have a kickstarter and an indiegogo set up all right all right sir point. well thank you
0: uh thanks for listening talk to you next time adios all right all right i'm stopping recording